Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. There's an old song. Well, if you're as old as I am, you remember the old song. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. I think it was Charlie Rich. Well, there's a group in Pittsburgh that is trying to get some of those doors opened. It's called Doors Open Pittsburgh. Their motto is hashtag be nebby, and they are coming to the Mon Valley on June 26th to take a look in the Steel Valley area, specifically in the uh, Homestead 8th Avenue area. On the line with us this morning is Bonnie Baxter. She's the founder and executive director of Doors Open Pittsburgh. Good morning, Bonnie. Hi, Jason. How are you? Thanks for having us. Excellent. Thank you. And also on the line with us is Nicole Roach. She's the uh, community outreach coordinator and social media manager. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Thanks so much for having us as well, Jason. Well, well, thank you both, because I think this is really exciting because you talk about some historical treasures, you talk about the business renaissance that's happening in the Steel Valley area, and you're going to let people go behind the scenes. A lot of us have been cooped up now for more than a year, year and a half. Um, So I I would think people would be, no pun intended, beating down the door. Bonnie, you're the founder of Doors Open Pittsburgh. What is Doors Open Pittsburgh, and, and where does the idea come from? Well, I'd like to say, Jason, that it, it came from my own original thought, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, I am a native Pittsburgher, uh, but I had the opportunity to live in Pitt, uh, Chicago for about five years, and uh, during that little stint there, I came across an event called Open House Chicago, and I left that event thinking, wow, you know, there's so many buildings that I have never stepped foot in, in my own hometown, Union Trust, the Frick Building, you know, and I think no matter if it's your hometown or you're a transplant to a city, the longer you spend somewhere, the more you tend to ignore what's around you. I think it's just a human condition, right, that we all kind of suffer from. So um, upon realizing that, I thought, you know, when when we move back to Pittsburgh, I think I'm going to just do this in Pittsburgh. So it, you know, it started out really as a hobby uh, with our annual event, which is now our signature event. And it's kind of blossomed into a, um, you know, a full scale, but very extremely tiny nonprofit organization that um, we do our best to visit other neighborhoods with walking tours. And now this new uh, concept with this neighborhood event and, um, you know, just kind of spreading the good word, uh, making people aware of what's happening literally in their own backyard or someone else's backyard. Or someone else's backyard. <laughs> Most of the tours that you've done up to this point have been downtown Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah, our annual event does focus yeah. on downtown Pittsburgh. In the last few years, we've also pulled in the north side. But um, this year, like I said, we kind of just went off the rails. We uh, built out a whole calendar of walking tours, guided walking tours, which traverse, you know, many, many more neighborhoods than downtown and north side. And uh, of course, we did virtual and we're going to resume that in the fall. And like and like what we're talking about today, we're going to be in Homestead um, and then we're going to re- come back to the uh, we're going to co- go to the Strip District then in early August with the same model. Well, um, can you give uh, folks your website and um, maybe we'll ask Nicole Roach since you're so social media manager. Nicole, can you give us the website and the social media uh, access? Absolutely. So we're at www.doorsopenpgh.org. Okay. Then you can find us on all the main social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Doors Open PGH. Um, and you can see pictures, I'm presuming, of some of the past events 
that you've had for instance? Oh, absolutely. We are jam-packed on those social media channels. And we actually just recently joined Pinterest. Okay. If you want to check us out on there, we have some really nice boards of all our past events, walking tours, annual events, and even some of our past bus tours we did. Uh, Nicole, I'm going to want to ask you here in a, in a couple of minutes um, how, you, how Doors Open Pittsburgh pivoted during the closure and how you have pivoted to doing these virtual tours online. But, but Bonnie, I'll ask you, the, the whole idea of Doors Open Pittsburgh is to open doors, to see behind the scenes, to meet people behind the scenes, to explore some local landmarks. You, like most of us, must have been champing at the bit last year. How did you uh, deal with the withdrawal of, of not being able to do events? Well, you know, it was honestly, and I think a lot of organizations who are event dri- driven and event focused probably felt the exact same way. It was kind of like a punch to the gut. Um, you know, for our for, for us, our mission is to get people inside these buildings and whether they're historic, iconic, newly designed, redaptive use, whatever it is, reimagined, because we really feel that buildings um, speak to our past, present, and future um, in so many different ways, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a city and as a you know, as a sense of community. So yeah, we were really chomping at the bit. We were really disappointed. Um, however, we were totally thrilled that we were still able to um, present our annual event that we do every October. It was on a much smaller scale, of course, last year. Instead of two days, it became one day, and we had maybe 30% of the buildings open that we normally do. Um, but people came out. We still had, you know, 1500 or so people come out to, to, uh, to attend. So I think to your point, Jason, I think people are chomping at the bit um, to get out and just start living and enjoying. Are are the tours in, in, to your mind, are they more educational, more entertainment, more social? What, what kind of, what what are some of the activities, for instance, that people will see on a tour? That's a great question. I'm going to be greedy and I'm going to say it's all the above. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we always like to say doors open. We, we, we present these buildings and, and celebrate our architecture and our history with a twist. So it, what I mean by that is um, you don't have to be an academic of history or architecture to come and enjoy. Um, we, 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 we provide experiences that, of course, are behind the scenes, you know, areas and buildings that even if you are familiar with the building, perhaps it's an area that we're going to open up during our events that you normally wouldn't have access to. And, and oftentimes it's just a lot Allowing people, reminding people that, hey, these buildings are here. You drive past them. You walk past them. You never take the time to come into them. Well, here's a curated experience to come on in and enjoy these buildings and appreciate them for what they are. Um, and, you know, and we like to be Nebby in Pittsburgh. So, you know, we, we totally that, embrace yeah. uh, other people's nebbiness. We want people to be Nebby. We want to instigate um, and incite their curiosity and ask questions. So, yeah, it's all the above. I, education I, and, and a lot of fun. I love that hashtag, uh, be Nebby, and I love the, the use of that word, Nebby. Uh, Bonnie Baxter is founder and executive director of Doors Open Pittsburgh. Also on the line with us this morning is Nicole Roach. She is a social media manager and uh, community outreach coordinator. The next event for Doors Open Pittsburgh is coming up June 26th in Homestead. Uh, this is the first time that they've gone outside of the city of Pittsburgh, and uh, the first time, obviously, into the Mon Valley. There's also an upcoming event that's going to be happening in the Strip District. DoorsOpenPGH.org is the website. That's also where you can find the tickets, uh, which I believe the tickets um, $10 and um, lower for uh, senior citizens and, and children, I believe. 
That's correct. Okay. Yeah, ten dollars general admission, uh, eight for seniors. I think five for kids uh, up to seventeen, and free for kids uh, under under six. Let, let's talk before we talk about some of the things that people will actually see on the Homestead event, which is twenty different buildings. Plus, um, you get to meet Porky Chedwick's uh, wife, Jean, uh, um, among other things. So, I think a lot of, of our listeners will be interested in in, in that. That Jean Chedwick is is part of this. Uh, Mayor Betty Esper also is is part of this event. But let's talk about some of the uh, big events you've had in, in downtown Pittsburgh. Um, what are some of the memorable, memorable buildings or places that you've gone behind the scenes of? Dollar Bank uh, uh, always comes to mind. It, it tends to be uh, either the first or second most visited building and building that we offer during our annual mm-hmm. event. They'll have upwards of like 2,000 visits. Is that the one with um, the big lions on the front down there yes. on 4th Avenue? Yeah. Yes. Now, those are the re- those are the um, sort of the phony versions, the faux versions, if you will. Okay. The actual r- real uh, restored uh, versions of those lions are actually housed indoors uh, just right inside the lobby. But they, they open up um, their vault um, uh, so people can go downstairs in the basement. And that's normally something they reserve for special clients or their own special events. Um, I think some of our rooftops, uh, some of the buildings downtown, there's been different variations of buildings downtown that will open our rooftops during uh, doors open. That's always pleasant. Um, I think getting access into the mayor's own personal office, uh, we've got a lot of positive response on that. But I think the biggest thing is that I've heard, and Nicole, you could maybe back me up on this. Um, I think people are just so surprised pleasantly by what what they didn't know or what they they've never experienced you know we're even if you're a native pittsburgher or, or here you know as a tourist it's just amazing we have an amazing collection of architectural architectural styles kind of just crammed into this the small city footprint right of pittsburgh um but then when you start getting into these buildings and you start hearing the anecdotal uh, historical you know stories about these buildings um and you can just see all this living history around you it's really something um it's kind of awe-inspiring and, and i think it pulls at people's emotions i think we do have emotional attachments to buildings we may not want to admit it but buildings <laughs> sure. i do think they they represent you know, benchmark maybe occasions in our life, you know, that we, hey, I got married there. I met my spouse there. I, you know, went downtown. I had lunch with my grandfather. So these buildings really elicit really nothing but good. We have to take a quick, we have to take a quick break, Nicole. uh, Let's put a pause right there. And when we come back, let's ask you about some of your experiences going on these tours. And also I want to ask both of you how you negotiate access to the vault at Dollar Bank or the rooftop of, of one of Pittsburgh's landmark buildings. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Open the door, Richard. June 26th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., you will have a self-guided walking tour that includes 20 behind-the-scenes looks at different buildings in that homestead area. Uh, you can have an insider tour of the new Millie's Ice Cream Factory. There's a beer tasting, a wine tasting, uh, all kinds of things going on. Doors open, pgh.org. When we took the break, Nicole, you were just uh, sort of building on what Bonnie had said about 
the experience of going behind the scenes of some of these buildings. What what, are, what have been some of your favorite buildings on past events for Doors Open? Yeah, back to what Bonnie said about people having those emotional connections to buildings. I always love it when we have people who have, you know, worked downtown for 30, 40, 50 years and have never seen some of these buildings on the inside or have walked past them dozens of times and are shocked by what they see inside. That has always been one of the most thrilling parts when I get to go on these tours and talk to people and take photographs. Um, And that's always really interesting to see. Well, some of these buildings uh, are are probably rarely open to the public. Uh, Before we took the break, Bonnie mentioned Dollar Bank, for instance. They don't they don't just let anyone walk into a bank vault, right? So they don't just show anybody the, their bank vault. But some of these buildings are probably not open to the public very often. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, well, the Golf Tower right now has had a fire in there temporarily closed to the public. But you just can't stroll into the U.S. Steel Building and start riding on the elevators. You can't just stroll into PPG Place other than the stores on the first floor and, and just start looking around. Uh, I'll ask you first, Bonnie, how do you negotiate access to some of these buildings. Are building owners happy to open them up to you? Yeah, you know, um, and I, I wasn't sure, you know, when I endeavored upon this back in uh, 2015, early 2016, in preparation for our first event in October of 2016, you know, I reached out and I would say that 99% of the building owners immediately um wanted to get involved because they saw what the angle was here. You know, first of all, we're a nonprofit and they understood our mission and they really liked how we were going to deliver on that mission. You know, usually when you talk about history and architecture, some people find that, okay, yeah, 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 been there, done that. But the format of our um, annual event, um, in which again, we're doing the same format in Homestead and uh, Strip, it makes it fun because once people get that event ticket, they help themselves to any of those buildings in whatever order. Um, and once okay. they get in there, there's really so much for, 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 for anyone, even with discriminating taste. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'd have to say on that. Are you able to say if there's any buildings that you have wanted to get in and you haven't? <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, feder- the federal building or something or the courthouse or. Yeah. Well, we, we have been in the, the court, Allegheny County courthouse. Okay. Um, um, that's intermittent. A lot. When I said 99% of the buildings say yes, that other point, you know, uh, 1%, yes. yes um, 1%. Yes. Um, they, the, the, the only reason, honestly, that they've said no is they've either had a construction project sure. that was happening okay. or they've had uh, their own event, you know, happening on that same event day. So exactly. But yeah, so um, the federal courthouse is, um, I, we've had conversations and uh, that that is there's a lot of red tape to that, sure. especially when you're talking about a weekend event. Sure. Um, so we kind of after many iterations of conversation, uh, we kind of step back from that, uh, that on both sides. Um, uh, but yes, I mean, buildings like uh, USX, we would love to get in there. Uh, of course, the Tower of PNC, we would love to get in there. We've gotten as far as the lobby. Um, and we have docents in place who talk about, you know, what's mm-hmm. happening on the floors above that. Uh, but we've never been able to go beyond the lobby. And and for, understandably so. Sure. Uh, you know, they got a lot of... Um, uh, private issues happening on those floors. It's a bank. There's a lot of regulation. So it's not like they're trying to be difficult. There's there's good reasons, you know, when these buildings say, I'd love to do this, but we just can't for this reason. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a short list of buildings. Uh, and that's just a couple of them that I would love to be able to get access. Um, but, you know, every year we just kind of chip away. We approach the buildings. And like I said, most of them are very, very responsive to it. Um, 
and you know they want to be good community partners. They want the public to come in and appreciate these buildings. I mean, these developers, building ownership, they spend a lot of money to maintain these businesses and, and maintain that architectural integrity. So they do really truly want to share it, um, you know, with the public. When we were in Montreal, my wife and I, we had the opportunity. We, we weren't able to take advantage of it to tour the Bell Center, which is where the uh, Montreal Canadiens play hockey. Uh, do you do sports ev- arenas too, in the entertainment venues like the Benedum and Heinz Hall, that sort of thing? Yeah, the the call. That's a great question. The Cultural Trust has been an amazing partner with us. They um, every year they basically open up five or six of their theaters. Um, so they have been really, really uh, uh, nice to work with. Um, as far as the sports uh, uh, stadiums, um, we haven't got much traction with the Steelers. They do do their own tours. Sure. Um, right. PNC Park, we came really close to that. Um, I think it was the first year that we opened the event to Northside, um, and we came really close. But they their concern was that they already do do their own sure. tours and. They couldn't. There wasn't um, a way where it was comfortable would be comfortable for everyone to get them uh, to bring our visitors uh, even more behind the scenes than what they already do. So again, it, the conversation was very much entertained, but they wanted to ensure our guests a unique experience, and they just weren't sure that they could do that beyond what they already do. So that's a fair statement. Uh, Bonnie Baxter is founder and executive director of Doors Open Pittsburgh. Also on the line with us right now is Nicole Roach. She is social media manager and community outreach coordinator. Uh, Nicole, how long have you been with Doors Open Pittsburgh? I actually found Doors Open Pittsburgh kind of by a happy accident. Um, My professor, I attended Point Park at the time. My professor recommended the event its first year back in 2016. Me and my mom went. I absolutely fell in love with it. So when it came back in 2017, we volunteered. I met Bonnie. And then in 2018, I interned for them my final semester of school as their social media intern. Um, I then started freelancing for them and I just kind of never left. <laughs> now yeah. I don't think you can ever get rid of me. <laughs> we don't want to. Right. So now l- last year, so many public events had to be canceled. So many sporting events, uh, community events, community festivals, concerts, uh, and pretty much anything where you had a large group of people together. Uh, Doors Open Pittsburgh went virtual with its behind-the-scenes looks. Nicole, I'm assuming you were instrumental um, or or in, integral in part of that. How did you accommodate that? How did those virtual tours work? So yeah, I really have to give most of it up to Bonnie, how mm-hmm. she pivoted from those in-person tours to the virtual. I, I remember it was just two weeks out from our March um, bus tour when all this happened. And, you know, the decision was made quickly. We had to, you know, just act fast when it came to social media. And then as soon as we got the information for the virtual tours, we just started promoting them. And luckily, people responded. Our fans really came back. And we were actually able to gain a whole new audience by going virtual. So it really turned out well. Did you use a, the whole organ- a, oh, go ahead. a video camera? Did you? Was it live? Was it pre-recorded? How, how did you do it? So you really have to ask Bonnie on that. She really okay. handled the operations for that whole thing and, and handled it very well as we went forward. Oh, well, thank you, Nicole. I had a couple of flub ups. <laughs> I have a couple of flub ups with Zoom. It took me, you know, it took me, you know, I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Over a year ago, we were all kind of stumbling with Zoom. We but, didn't know what Zoom know, was, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But now we can't even imagine our life without it. Yeah. So yeah, we gave it a little test run, uh, started last June, and we did it for three months just to kind of feel, you know, what kind of response we got. And it was a, a decided, yes, we, we need to continue this. So we put a pause on it, did our annual event, and then came back in the fall through April this year, every week. And they were live Zooms. Most of them were um PowerPoint type presentations with a live host, and then we would allow Q&A afterwards. And then there was a handful, probably about a half dozen or so uh, from these weekly, uh, the, the weekly that we went actually on location. 
again, live. Yeah. And we still obviously opened it up to Q&A. We recorded each and every one of those, and they are currently posted on our website under our virtual um, storytelling catalog page. So they can be you know, uh, queued up on demand at the ready. That, that website is doorsopenpgh.org. You can also find Doors Open Pittsburgh on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and now on Pinterest, as uh, I think Nicole just mentioned. We have to take a our last uh, break. When we come back, I want to ask you both why Homestead in particular, and also um, update people on what some of the things they're going to see on the Homestead Tour is, okay? Thank you. Uh, doors open Pittsburgh, doors open pgh.org. They are coming to the Steel Valley June 26th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You will get to explore 20 different buildings. You'll chat at, with uh, Mayor Betty Esper, who's quite a character, as I think anyone who's met uh, Mayor Esper knows. Uh, you'll also meet Porky Chedwick's wife, and you can get an insider tour at the new Millie's Ice Cream Factory down there on East 7th Avenue. For more information, doors open pgh.org. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in Dallas, Downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Tube City Online Radio. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. back for a few more minutes with Nicole Roach and Bonnie Baxter of Doors Open at Pittsburgh. Uh, they're coming to Homestead on June 26th. Um, Bonnie, let me ask you, since you're the founder and executive director, why Homestead and why not Millvale or Carnegie or Cannonsburg? Or maybe you're going to some of those places next. I don't know. I was going to say, are you, have you been spying on me, yeah, Jason? Okay. I actually I actually talked with the folks at Carnegie a couple months ago. Okay. So, um, well, I'll tell you, you know, we were, again, you know, we were, in the last break, before the last break, we were talking about pivoting our programming, like so many organizations were forced to do uh, in the throes of COVID last year. Mm-hmm. So when we were kind of strategizing this year, I, I really love that annual event model that open house format, if you will. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to go into other neighborhoods uh, beyond just downtown? So actually, as those thoughts were kind of running through my mind, I um, had some conversation with a volunteer uh, off the cuff, as I often do, you know, we have a base of about 300 volunteers and they're very, yeah, very engaged with the, um, with the organization. We're very, very lucky to have these people. Anyways, um, she said, Hey, Bonnie, have you checked out Homestead? And I said, you know, honestly, Lauren, I haven't been through Homestead in at least 15 years. And I never, I, I, never, I'll be, and I've told people in, in Homestead this, so I'm not speaking out of turn. I never really had a reason to stop uh, or had any inclination to stop. It was just like a drive through on the way and to Kennywood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On the <laughs> yeah. way to Kennywood, yeah. exactly. Or a sales call or something. Sure. So I said, sure, let's, you know, let's spend some time. So, um, you know, kind of start, you know, spending some time over there and then connected, uh, reconnected, I should say, with the Rivers of Steel. We worked with, mm-hmm. with them in the past. And I said, hey, give me some ideas of uh, some of the hot buildings over there and some of the stakeholders. So they did. And, you know, like anything else in Pittsburgh, so-and-so, no so-and-so. There's mm-hmm. only, what, two degrees of separation, right. right? That's how it works here. And before you know it, we have 20 buildings that are wanting to open up their space and, and welcome people into this neighborhood that I think, unfortunately, a lot of people have a misperception about. And quite frankly, prior to three, four months ago, I was in that category. And now I have to tell you, after meeting the people and looking the building stock is not the pretty building stock that you, that you see downtown. 
it's, it, but it's building stock that holds so much of our, our city's history. And when you look at Homestead, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's had its ups and downs, but I can definitely tell you having been in, in the neighborhood and talking with all different stakeholders, merchants, developers, local government, um, you name it, uh, it, it's definitely being reimagined, reimagined in a very positive way. It's colorful, it's eclectic. And one thing I couldn't help but notice is how, how truly passionate people are about their neighborhood of Homestead. Like they can't wait to show off their neighborhood. And we got a lot of thank you. We heard of doors open. Thank you so much for coming here and highlighting our neighborhood. Like I, I was honestly, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now. I, I'm very passionate about this. I love when people love their backyards and their neighborhoods. And I have never run across a group of people collectively that have been so, um, so grateful for this opportunity to truly show off Homestead. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of a cool thing. I, I, this has been just a wonderful journey, a personal journey for me, because I had a completely different notion of Homestead. Nicole, what are, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, had you spent much time over in that part of Pittsburgh? And, and what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of in the same place as Bonnie. I'd been there, you know, a few times passing on my way to Kennywood. I've, I've been to the waterfront a handful of times, but I really didn't know that much about it. And so when Bonnie told me about the idea, I started doing some research. And then when she sent me over the building list, I was like, oh my gosh, some of these buildings are amazing. I mean, from the library to some of these transformed buildings, like the bank on 8th, which, Mm -hmm. you know, was a bank and now has um, escape rooms and axe Mm -hmm. throwing, like, it's incredible. And I'm just so excited, not only for myself to see it, um, but for others to see it as well and and really see what's happening there. Because it is amazing the transformation it has undergone recently some of the churches uh, i believe are on the list which which churches are over there are on the list yeah so we have the first hungarian reform church mm-hmm. i'm just looking at the list so we have the united presbyterian church we have uh saint nicholas and we have a couple churches that have been repurposed so the old saint michael's church mm-hmm. has now has re- been repurposed as a venue slash advertising agency called this is red and they have so many interesting and colorful little nooks and crannies throughout their space um also the uh Dragon's Den. Uh, that was a former church, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's a, a safe place uh, for for kids and adults. Uh, they have an indoor uh, suspended obstacle course, if you will, and people will have a chance to do demos on it uh, during the event on June 26. So, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of lot of cool things happening. What, what are the mechanics? We have a few minutes left here, and and sure. for our listeners, we're, we're talking with uh, Bonnie Baxter and Nicole Roach of Doors Open Pittsburgh. They are bringing their next neighborhood event to. Uh, the Homestead area to the Steel Valley area, 8th Avenue area for tickets and more information, doors open pgh.org. This is coming up on June 26th at uh, 10 a.m. Tickets are $10 for adults and uh, discounts for seniors and kids. What are the mechanics of this in terms of, is this a walking tour? You, you mentioned that in the past you've done some bus tours. Um, are, are, are the buildings accessible to someone who is using a wheelchair or maybe has limited mobility, uh, for instance? Do, do, do the yeah. people walk from place to place or ride from place to place? How do they do this? Yeah, well, you know what? This is a hybrid, and this is the first time we're doing this. So um, once people, once someone buys their event ticket, we really urge them to spend more time on the website, read the building descriptions, make a list, make an itinerary of the buildings that they want to visit, and kind of just map it out in advance. Not that you have to do that, but it's really a wonderful way if you spend some time pre-planning to really maximize um, how many buildings you, you you know you can get to see during your event day between ten and four. Um, are the buildings accessible and walkable? Uh, they are. Um, 
they are very much that. And once people get their event ticket, they can create, again, like I said, not just a building list, but uh, uh, an itinerary and they decide for themselves which order they want to visit those buildings. So it's not a, a tour in the traditional format where there's going to be a guide and everyone meets at one location. You are literally going to start once you have that ticket, you're literally going to start wherever you want to Um and kind of just meander from there. Uh, I had mentioned this is a hybrid event. Uh, we are actually engaging with the Yellow Bus Company. Uh, thanks to the Abraham Hayes Foundation, they um, are underwriting the cost of those two shuttle buses. And because we have the Carnegie um, Library, which is kind of perched on the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Hayes Mansion, which is definitely not walkable from the other buildings that are no. on the event map. Um, they were kind enough, like I said, to underwrite the two school buses. And uh, we're going to have uh, uh, four shuttle buildings. Bus. Yeah, shuttle buses. Yeah. And they're going to pick up at the Bose building, uh, go to This Is Red, the Carnegie over to Hayes, and then back to the Bose. So we're going to run those on a constant uh circle cycle, if you want to call it, throughout the event day. So people can literally be dropped off at the doorsteps. And then from there, those are good launch pads. Um, at least three of those buildings are good launch pads to the rest of the buildings that are very walkable. And, and I should mention that the borough has suspended uh, parking <laughs> enforcement for that day. So all the parking meters are free and all the parking lots uh, are free. So um <laughs> I want to thank you both for taking the time to talk with us this morning. We've been talking with uh, Nicole Roach, who is social media manager and uh, community outreach coordinator for Doors Open Pittsburgh. Nicole, thanks for taking some time out of your day to speak with us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And Bonnie Baxter is founder and executive director of Doors Open Pittsburgh. Their homestead event is coming up on June 26th for tickets and more information, doorsopenpgh.org. Bonnie, before we let you go, uh, when is the Strip District event coming up? Thanks for asking. That's going to be on a Sunday. Uh, August 1st. Thank you so much, uh, Bonnie, for taking some time to talk with us too today. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And thank you all for listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport and Tube City Online Radio. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.